I, it's listen. Sorry, I'm inhabiting the, the gay pussy eater right now. I'll go back to <laughs> I'll go back to Bryce. Um, <sighs> it's uh, it's we're we're back after Thanksgiving, Pranksgiving. Oh, are we going? Is this oh, thing going. on? Yeah, we're going. Are we rolling? Uh, what did you do for prank? What was your biggest prank? Um, I didn't prank anyone. What? No. Why? Because I made a turkey. Oh, tell me about it. About my turkey? It was, yeah. I made way too much food. Well, yeah. I mean, no. who doesn't? It's Thanksgiving. Yeah. What about you? What did you do? Well, I did this really good trick where I went to a friend's giving. I was like, oh, no, don't worry. I got tested. I'm like, yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, of course, you know, I don't get to that shit. I'm not putting that in my nose. Man, you know what it's been. So I, I, I went to the, I went to the, to the pranks giving and I, I was like, oh, yeah, I found out. I did a 23andMe for uh, my birthday, and I found out I'm French. And so I started kissing everybody on the mouth and shit, mm. just like totally pranking them by pretending to be French. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, classic, and like, classic prank. Oh, yeah. You know, I, you know I spit in the sweet potatoes. I'm always, you know, I mean, you know that that's my party trick. And, uh, yeah, everyone got COVID. Two of them are dead. Um, but all good. Hello, Brace. Hey, sorry. <laughs> sorry just, for what? I'm just everything. Oh shame. I'm going to shame spiral. No, stop it. Okay, we're back. Tell me we're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back podcasting. <laughs> we always do that work because it feels like to us, like we've taken a really long break. But then for mm. people listening, they're like, what are you talking about? It's been like four days. <laughs> and we unlocked an episode. So like most people probably didn't even notice. Well, here we're here to remind you that we infected in podcast for what? <laughs> for mm -hmm. a week. Mm -hmm. I which... was busy delivering turkeys to old folks' homes in places with zero COVID restrictions. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. Turns out they liked a close hug. <laughs> I hate it. When I, I used to have to go see Carol, when I was in the Boy Scouts briefly, or the Cub Scouts, I used to have to go see Carol's at old folks' homes. Scared the shit out of me. No. You don't start to appreciate old people until you turn like 15. You're like, oh, yes. That's yeah, true. Okay. That's very true. They're scary when you're little. When you're tiny, yeah. Yeah. Plus, this yeah. one was from World War II veterans. Unless they're your grandpa, and then they're okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your grandma. But this was in Hamburg, Germany. <laughs> it's yeah, awful. Okay. Hello, everyone. I'm Liz. Hey, my name is Lou Dog, the dog from Sublime, the band. I don't uh, A.K.A. Brace Belden, coming at you. Uh, we also have here with us on the ones and twos, which is an instrument that I thought was in Sublime, but now that I'm saying the sentence, I don't think was Young Chomsky. And the podcast is called Luanon, all about Lou Dog, the dog from Sublime. Dude, remember Lou Dobbs? Is he still going? Yeah, Lou Dobbs. Yeah, we'll remember him. He's just like a current guy. He's still on. Yeah, he's still on. He he seems to like. I think he's had like a stroke. Mm. Uh, every 15 minutes, maybe. Yeah, he's, not like, he's not like the he's most He's just like Mr. Guy. Stroke. Those dudes are over, though. Those guys are Trump is like... Trump took their bit. Well, not only did Trump take their bit, but like Trump is now just like, fuck Fox. I'm mm. doing OAN and Newsmax. It's been nice to see Newsmax come up. Do I have uh, Newsmax? Like, like if on, I have... 
I don't have cable. Wait, I have internet so cable, you, so I don't have Newsmax. I think internet cable just means you have the internet. <laughs> no, I have like, you know how on, like I have it through Hulu or I have like live TV or whatever. Oh, I don't, I have no idea. I, no. I, 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 that's like a, seems like a sports thing. And, that's, uh, yeah, that's why I have it. Actually. I read Chaucer every Sunday. I don't yeah, read, okay. I read the Canterbury Tales mm, every Sunday. Mm, I don't watch it. Uh, yeah. This foosball. is the guy in your MFA class, ladies. Mm-hmm. I'm in your MFA. I'm asking for your number every single fucking day. Once you <laughs> give it to me, I'm sending you weird fucking texts. You're going to be like, why are you doing this? And I'm be like, I'm the guy from your MFA. Don't you remember me? Here's uh, the thing. If I was in an MFA program, I would have, I mean, I would date someone in the program. Yeah. So what's wrong with the guy from the MFA program? Yeah, I, I don't this. understand it. I'm just looking for it's just a, a person. A BBW, braces, beautiful woman. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> shouldn't, have, shouldn't have done that. Maybe we should just get into the episode. Let's let's do it. So, uh, turns out I just found out about this whole thing. Turns out there was this guy who was like a child molester mm. who was really rich, uh, who was going around doing that a lot of different places, and he was friends with like all these famous people, and then he died somehow, and now there's some lady involved, and I think she's in either jail or uh, some sort of facility. And I guess we have this podcast. Wait, what? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's the, it's the, yeah, it's the, he's a Jewish guy. Oh, that makes sense. Just yeah, kidding. Yeah. Oh, um, wow, wow, rare, 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 uh, rare olive branch from Liz to me right there on the anti-Semitism. I know, I was doing my best brace fit. Um, uh, yeah, today we have, we are going back in our bag. We, we got to talk Epstein. Because we haven't checked in with a couple, with these, some of these guys in a while. We did talk about some updates to the case last week. So, okay, that's only half true. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of characters in the extended Epstein universe, which is quite extended, mm-hmm. that we have Also the from. same universe as the cartoon Steven universe, which I found a little odd. What is that? It's like a cartoon that people get really mad at the podcasting to like. Really? What is? Yeah, I think like, it's like I, I honestly don't know. I, I don't know I anything just, about cartoons. Now that now that I, I felt Why like that was like a good joke cartoons? to make there. I don't know, man. Everyone is just it's, watch real people. Oh, uh, don't no, don't watch that. Read Chaucer, the Canterbury <laughs> Tales. Really okay, good. okay. So um, we have a lot. So I want to get into this because we actually do have a lot of people to get to. Mm-hmm. A lot of characters that uh, we haven't heard from in a while. So this is like a this is like a where are they now? Kind of mm-hmm. special, right? Imagine us, like, it's 2000, uh, 2008, mm-hmm. and Brace and I Wait, are in, in hosting okay. a VH1 show called Where Are They Now? Uh-huh. That seems like, this seems like a very VH1 kind of thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like this is where we're like, do you remember you were in Def Leppard yeah. with this guy? And it'll be like, and then Michael Ian Black will, will like come in and be like, say something stupid and everyone will be like, God, he is so funny. Julia Roberts is a reluctant streetwalker. Work it, work it, baby, work. Richard Gere is a billionaire playboy. This isn't a date, it's business. The two meet, sparks fly, love flourishes, a whore, no moor. But then like 10 years later, everyone will be like, can't believe I thought he was funny. Yeah, I'm so glad that guy's in prison now. <laughs> is he, wait, Oh, he, he helped kill. With... He, no, no, he blew up the lady from the Panama Papers thing. No, remember no, that guy, lady he got did killed. Write a book with with Megan He's McCain. like a radical centrist now, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I, I guarantee he he. I mean, speaking of BBWs, he definitely fucked Megan McCain, and she is. I know. I think I mentioned is that this a beautiful before. Brace woman. Absolutely, Megan McCain is. 
Really? Not like physically, I've never seen but her like legs. it's she's <laughs> I haven't seen her legs either and you know it's I it's not like a it's a spiritual attraction. Mm. You know how like I sometimes I have I think that's you know, like a domination thing. There's this whoa 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 <laughs> no I it's just she's, Maybe I don't we know. Get that. <laughs> it's okay. Well, no, no, keep it in, Liz. That's how you think of me. Keep it in. I know that I'm wearing a dog collar and I'm surrounded by seven foot tall women in heels. No, I mean the other way connected. around. I mean it the other me? way around. Yeah. No, man. I don't. I don't need yeah, to do it. that. <laughs> Is it because of the gun thing? No. I don't know because she seems like an adversary. She no, she's not an adversary. We're all human beings, brother. <laughs> she, we're I, listen. This is a big ass. Cr- let's let's just get into this. Jeffrey Epstein. So, anyways, <laughs> Epstein of course died. You know, oh, August tenth, no. twenty nineteen. He hanged himself. I bam! Snapped so his neck. Uh, anyways, we all know that. You know, a lot of you know mysteries and questions surrounding that, which we've dealt with on this podcast. We didn't really talk so much about where Epstein is now. So Epstein was claimed by his brother, Mark, which is a very, like, brother name. Like, people yeah, it's brothers like always... such a brother that you've never heard of. Like, yeah, my like, brother, oh, Mark. Oh, yeah. No, this is my brother, Mark. You, I haven't told you about him before? Like, yeah, one of those guys. Absolutely. Mark, we'll get to him a little later. He is guilty as, uh, well, as mm. about as, as, God is guilty as anybody here. Anyways, everyone remembers two autopsies, one by the Department of Corrections, which was like, this guy was depressed and he killed himself. Another by Mr. Michael Baden, who uh, who did has basically done an autopsy on every single famous corpse that you can remember, including some... Uh, I believe he was involved with losing a piece of JFK's brain as well. <laughs> he's old as shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like 90. I think one of his assistants just got arrested for being a fake uh, uh, coroner. Oh my god, too. yeah, 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 I saw that. <laughs> I like briefly scanned it, it scanned the article to see if it had anything to do with this. It does not, but uh, yeah, one of my He one like, of had no medical license. That's wild. So you can just cut, because it's like, that's yeah, not saying. like, it's that's not like the talented Mr. Ripley. You're just like, yeah, I'll cut this guy open. Oh yeah, he got shot. You know, like, I have a thing. I feel like a lot of morticians unlicensed. Why do you feel, I don't know. I've only I don't known know. I just one. have a vibe. Like I have a vibe that like it's like kind of a thing that like weirdos like kind of like you know worm their way in and, and you know can get away with not being licensed. My friend no Andrea really is attention. a mortician. Now. No, she's no, but she's legit and real. Yeah, yeah, she went to school. I can't. I mean, who, who? What's the? What's the problem? Everyone knows what's in the body. A couple of muscles. I just muscles. think no one's paying attention. You know what I mean? And so people yeah, can kind of get checking in. the cards. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Well, anyways, Michael Baden cuts this motherfucker open. He's like, oh, bam, hired boy. I mean, I don't got to get into this. Everybody knows this. You know, he says it could be murder. So I'm not talking about the hired boy. We already talked about the hired boy a million fucking times. I'm talking about what happened after all of this. Uh, Mark actually held a little funeral for Jeff Epstein at the Frank E. Campbell Funeral Chapel on Madison Avenue. Uh, unfortunately, and this is actually a fucking shame that nobody had every funeral staked, or excuse me, funeral home in New York staked out in order to see who came. But uh, apparently there was a small ceremony, which I'm very curious as to the guest list of, but it has not been leaked or even whispered at anywhere. Uh, and he was moved to a town called, check this out. Let me try to do this. Loxahatchee, Florida, uh, mm. where he was interned in a uh, in a grave, which does not have a name on it, or excuse me, in like a, like a, uh, not a grave, like a tomb, I guess, uh, next to his parents, Seymour and Paula. Their names used to be on it. I believe everyone's name is removed now. Really? 
Yes. I bet we can uh, figure out which one it is. And there's pictures of it, actually. Like, they, they actually are, like, they do know which one it is. It just mm. doesn't have his name on it. We should, well, we'll talk about this after. I don't know what uh, we would do. We could get his body. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? What do you, what no, do you think we do? I thought you just do? went to take some pictures. What, so I was like, I mean, kind of boring pictures. No, I don't fucking care about that. What is it? Johnny, I'm going to Johnny Ramone's grave. No, I want to <laughs> get his body. What if, dude, what if we got his hyoid bone? Well, it's broken. So you could have some and I could have Wish some. Wishbone! We could all have it. Hmm. That's nice. Anyways, I, what, uh, the thing that I found curious about this is Epstein's whole thing was like cryogenically freeze me and bam. Yeah, unfrozen. didn't do it. He's in Florida, one of the least freezing places in America. Maybe they froze him and he melted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could be. Global warming. He's just in a, little, in a little bit of a jar. Uh, anyways, uh, the Daily Mail was the people who did the really, uh, heavy hitting reporting on this. And by that, I mean, they sent a guy to the funeral to take a, excuse me, to the, uh, to the graveyard to take a picture of a blank gravestone. Uh, and when contacted by the Daily Mail, uh, Mark Epstein told them to fuck off. And so that appears to be Hmm. the kind of comments we'll be getting from this loser gentleman. Interesting. I kind of like that attitude. Um... There's also, I mean, we haven't talked much about the lawsuit that Epstein's estate is involved in. I mean, okay, there's a lot, mm-hmm. but the one, there's one that the uh, the Attorney General for the U.S. Virgin Islands filed against Epstein's estate. That's actually getting pretty interesting. It's a bit confusing, and we probably have to do an episode on it because it involves um, actually more. It's more about the financial angle of Epstein's like empire, aka like how he was moving money around. Mm-hmm. We've talked on the episode about all the kind of offshore companies that he was establishing and his ties to like Bear Stearns and Goldman Sachs and a lot of that being in the um, Panama, or not the Panama Papers, but the, um, what was the other one? Paradise Papers. Paradise Papers. Thank you. The Paradise Papers. Um, but so AG for the U.S. Virgin Islands, Denise George, great mm-hmm. name. Like I've always said, there's a lot of great names in this whole uh, this whole universe. Ensemble. Uh, Denise George brought the case against the Epstein estate actually back in January. And the, the claim is that the estate itself is an ongoing criminal enterprise. Um, so they're suing the estate on civil racketeering grounds, which is really interesting. And they're claiming that Epstein's lawyer, Darren K. Indyke, another great name, mm-hmm. and the accountant, Richard Kahn classic we love con our co-conspirators in the racketeering operation um and so denise asked the u.s district judge loretta presca now that name may be familiar to longtime listeners of the podcast because this is the judge in the virginia jeffrey maxwell civil case uh, so Denise asked that judge to grant the, the U.S. Territory intervener status, which would allow them access to a bunch of the materials that are still under seal in the U.S. District of Southern or the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of New York mm-hmm. in the Maxwell Jeffrey case. Right. So basically, the U.S. Virgin Islands is trying to get sealed documents from the Maxwell Jeffrey case. And like all of the um, the like people that were deposed, the people that the state called, all that for their uh, on the grounds for their uh, civil racketeering case. And 
It looks like that actually might happen. Um, Presco ruled that no later than December 10th, Jeffrey's attorneys must provide to the U.S. Virgin Islands under seal a copy of Epstein's deposition, Epstein himself's deposition, in the Jeffrey Maxwell lawsuit and all the exhibits that are attached to it. So it's getting pretty interesting. I don't know if we're ever going to see any of this, but it's, I mean, I think the financial angle has always been probably one of the strongest angles against Epstein. Absolutely. Well, and th- this case has kind of been popping up all over while I was, while I was doing research for this uh, my parts of this episode. Uh, there are some subpoenas being issued, like to, to Glenn Dubin's kids and stuff like that. And so one thing that, that actually has gone pretty underreported, I think probably because there's probably not a lot of reporters who know this very well, uh, but the Virgin Islands uh, sort of like – bureaucracy and government actually had a lot of ties to Epstein. Yeah. uh, And that, and and, you know, Virgin Islands are much smaller than much smaller fry than anybody else basically he dealt with. But it turns out like, I think the former, the wife of the former governor of the Virgin Islands was, was employed by him. Uh, You know, he spread his money all over there because it went probably went pretty far there. Yeah, absolutely. So we should also, while we're talking about Epstein, let's, we should check in with Ghislaine. So, the last time we checked in with Ghislaine, uh, there were some. She was she was not too happy. St- she was locked up in the clink, mm-hmm. and guess what? She's still there. <laughs> She's still hanging She's out there. She's getting hosed down in the hoosegow. Yeah, the MDC, the Metropolitan Detention Center in NYC. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, a week ago, a staff member at the jail tested positive for COVID, and now she's been placed on mandatory 14-day quarantine again. So when she was first moved into the jail, she was placed on quarantine. Uh-huh. Then she's been put in isolation after that. She's not. The attorneys asked to get her into the general population. Denied. I would not ask for that though well that's what she wanted i think because it gave her like more freedom but now she's back from isolation into quarantine now what do you think the difference is i had to look this up because i was like what the fuck is the difference between isolation and quarantine like literally i'm gonna tell you right now i don't know because i've been in quarantine and isolation it feels like yeah but it doesn't uh, seem like there would be much of a difference to me. It I turns mean, out just... that isolation means she's permitted out of her cell from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. Oh. But with quarantine, she like literally can't leave. <laughs> so she's like not doing that well in jail. Apparently she has lost 25 pounds reportedly. And Say that again. Yeah. 25 pounds. 25 pounds reportedly. Allegedly. She's been in jail since July. 25 pounds. <sighs> You know what I say? Good what? for you. I mean, that's the thing. Is you know, everyone's talking about all the stuff they want to do during quarantine. Oh, I'm going to learn French. Like I'm going to, uh, you know, lose 25 pounds in jail for pedophilia, mm. and no one ever does it. And you know what? She did it. Yeah, it's a productive quarantine. It sounds like. I, I, yeah, I gotta. You know, everyone's been talking about getting their COVID bod. So. Uh-huh. You know, got to get it back because, get you know what, summer, the summer post-COVID is coming up, Bruce. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's going to be one of the horniest it's summers known to insa- mankind. Everyone's getting pregnant. Everyone, yeah. I, it's well, be especially nuts. because of what I put in the water. <laughs> I'm serious, though. It's going to be like fucking, people don't understand, next summer is going to be the wildest summer of your so entire many, life. There's going to be so many mass shootings. <laughs> it's going to be so... <laughs> It's mass shootings absolutely i bet i think you people are just be a- gonna be like doing it in the streets 
Mass shootings? <laughs> okay, back to Gilead. So, um, yes, she's lost 25 pounds. She, apparently in jail, she's awakened every 15 minutes with a flashlight because prison personnel are fearful she may, you know, Epstein didn't kill himself. Wait, that, that, so I do know that is like a thing they check on you, but like 15 minutes, is, that is kind of Every 15 minutes, that's so, can you imagine? They should like, just have someone stay hey, in there with her. Hey. Yeah, like, hey, hey. Hey, I, hey sweetheart. Like, Hey, you oh, sorry. Can you sorry talk? to wake you up. I'm oh, so sorry. Just, oh, I'm just getting water. I'm just oh, getting water. No, it's. Are you okay? Oh, hey. sorry. I don't want to wake you, but. No, oh. I've just been thinking. <laughs> I've just been thinking. Can we talk? You're you're so, you're too tired. We'll talk are in the morning. You? Oh my god, that's so real. Uh, she also has no soap or toothbrushes. Oh well, what? That's probably like half of our male listeners. It's fun. They're like, what's the problem? You I just, mean, she's you just British. They don't use gargle in the anyway. shower. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, what I learned from this is that she's vegan. <laughs> yes, I saw this too. And I, okay, listen, listeners, listen up. Brace and I have done a lot of research on this lady. We know a lot about this lady. Mm-hmm. We know things that we can't say on this podcast about this lady. Mm-hmm. I have never heard that she's vegan. <laughs> I have never seen this in like, my entire life. It's incredible. Life. Uh, I'd like to read from a press release, if I may, Liz. <laughs> Uh, from okay. one of our sister organizations that we're on the NGO networks with. Uh, <laughs> this is, give Ghislaine Maxwell her vegan meals, says PETA. Oh my Maxwell God. should receive nonviolent, flesh-free meals, and so should all other inmates. Following reports that the prison isn't feeding vegan Ghislaine Maxwell plant-based food, PETA sent a letter this morning to Metropolitan Det- Detention Center, MDC, in Brooklyn, Warden Derek Edge, Offering, I said that weird. Derek Edge? Warden Derek Edge offering its help and experience <laughs> in working person. with, it's insane, working with other prisons to serve meat and dairy. What prisons are working with PETA to give vegan meals? Um, I mean, that sounds is, like prison to me. I'm not going to lie. Listen to the rest of this, which would not only be the humane thing to do, but also save the prison costs, reduce violence, and benefit all inmates. Regardless of how anyone feels about Miss Maxwell, no one should be forced to eat the corpse of an animal who felt pain and fear and didn't want to die, said PETA President Ingrid Newkirk. PETA will gladly help the MDC make the switch to greens and beans, a healthy, humane, and cost-effective option that holds the key to reducing violence in the prison population and throughout any community. Mm. You heard that right. Veganism, uh, I guess, will stop uh, violence in prison. Yeah, apparently she was given a traditional American Thanksgiving dinner, which she was very upset about. Now, it's unclear if this is how she lost 25 pounds, just like not eating mm-hmm. um, whatever she's being given, or if she's like trying to get her bod back. But mm-hmm. um, she's also not allowed to have a bra. <laughs> so Whoa. Why? Uh, I think because it's like one of the because you can pull the wire out and use that to like um, either escape, which would be very cool, uh-huh. or probably like you could like slit your wrists. Maybe what about those it? bras that women wear with backless gowns? Could she get one of those? Like the sticky things? <laughs> yeah, she can. She get like a stickies. I think, stickies. Yeah, I just I don't know anything. I just wouldn't wear a bra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, totally. I and I don't think any of women listeners should. But she just, just I have to say she sounds miserable. This like braless, yeah. skinny, so ghoul. sleepy. 
just so hasn't tired. eaten it. Just like someone's like flashing a, like a flashlight breath. in her face. Awful. My God, can you imagine? Hasn't just showered. Oh, I Stinky. can't check my emails. I can't check my emails. Oh, George. Yeah. Uh, Plimpton. So she's not doing very well. There was some new information that actually came out about Ghislaine that we should say, because I did find this interesting. There was Mm -hmm. um, a deposition that was unsealed from Epstein's former house manager, John Alessi. Mm -hmm. Oh, we've heard from him before. Yeah, another great name. Um, Apparently, Ghislaine was an avid photographer, according to him, which I really enjoyed as a detail. Um, He said... Quote, she had this high-tech camera. She was constantly taking photographs, not only photographs, but I think it was she had this special camera. I don't know what it was. What the fuck is a special camera? I don't know, but there is, I can't remember what this was from exactly, but there's testimony from one of the girls that she was brought to Epstein's house and uh, the person who brought them there was Ghislaine and, and, and Epstein made a big show of giving Ghislaine this like digital camera. While, uh, mm. while she was there. So that would make sense. I mean, can you imagine, too? It's like the the mid-2000s, like, digital cameras, like, a real big deal. Yeah. Well, like I mean, one of those so little they tiny had, things. Well, their whole thing was they had pictures of all these girls, and some of them they, like, printed out or whatever, you know, had developed and put on the walls. But there was also, like, folders and folders and folders yeah. and folders of this stuff on computers. And, of course, those computers, as we mentioned last uh, last episode, disappeared um yeah. before they before they were able to be uh, seized and searched yeah i don't think we're gonna ever see those again so now back to mark epstein uh we talked about uh jeff's just little brother who buried him recently now mark epstein is mostly in the news for his relationship not not recently but his his most of his uh dalliances with the spotlight have been with his relationship to the school cooper union mm. uh now liz you're a woman uh what is cooper union <laughs> Well, it's an art school, but it's not just an art school. It's also oh. an engineering school, I think. Engineering, Social engineering? No. <laughs> but it's really difficult to get into. It's famously free. Okay. it was, at least until recently. Okay, maybe? they're doing a little Bernie in. Sanders thing? Yeah, yeah. It's totally free, um, but it's, like, very difficult to get into. Well, that's actually what Mark's big relationship with it was, because he was on the board of Cooper Union. He led the charge to no longer make it free. <gasps> really? Mm-hmm. Oh shit! I didn't know any it, of this. It, it didn't succeed, but uh, but yeah, that was like his big thing. I think he quit in protest because they refused to make it make it not free anymore. Dude, that's the lamest thing to protest. <laughs> <laughs> God, um, sucks. I know what a uh, yeah. It's, I, I gotta say yeah. It's not 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 a the most dignified thing to do. But he he's he's rich as shit too. He was a screen printing guy. Uh, back in the 70s and 80s with a company called Ismo, I-Z-M-O, which is like the most like screen print ass name for yeah. a company I've ever heard. Uh, and then, of course, he got into real estate. His company was called OSA, O-S-S-A. Uh, oftentimes, he worked alongside his brother. In fact, I know we have mentioned this on episodes before. He was the partial owner of that building on East 66th Street, uh, the giant rape house where uh, child sex slaves and uh, and foreign dignitaries were often seen together. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Osa is a big stakeholder in the building. He also, uh, well, yeah, anyways, Elon Musk's brother also dated a girl that was living in the building. Very weird building, dark energy there. Anyways, he's basically one of the guys that's in charge of Epstein's money now. Um, it's a little unclear on, of course, all of Epstein's finances, extremely opaque. Uh, it's unclear on how much Mark is getting or like where exactly that money is all going to. But uh, but it looks like he was one of the main beneficiaries from Epstein's will. Anyways, uh, it's uh, something we never really talked about was was Mark's connection to something called the Humpty Dumpty Institute. Now, Liz, <laughs> sweetheart, so if I was to come to you and be like, Liz, we are going to take a tour of the offices of the Humpty Dumpty Institute, what would you think that they do? Um, to be honest, like, no joke, the first thing I thought of was you know that Eggman on Twitter? Uh, I, there's an Eggman I'm thinking of, but it's probably not the same one. He's like, like it's a, it's like a dick guy thing, like a no. famous thing. <laughs> no, he's got like a big egg head, and he's like really into Israel. Eli Lake. Eli yes. Lake is yeah. who you're talking about? <laughs> yeah, that's literally. Oh, what I thought I this was like a developmentally about. challenged guy or something. You're <laughs> no, talking about Eli he- Lake. <laughs> The rapping, the 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 rapping Zionist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so it's he like a foundation like to like get him some pussy. I don't know. He just he, looks like Humpty Dumpty. He does look like Humpty Dumpty. And Israel no. does want to build a wall. So yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I, you know, I, I got to be honest with you. Not really familiar with the whole story of Humpty Dumpty. I know he falls, and I know I everyone's like, oh, we got to get this guy back. It's, it's not right. I mean, because it's like Rapunzel's longer than you'd think. But like Humpty Dumpty, it's just the it's a one act thing. He just falls. I think he and that's just it. falls. What's the lesson? I don't know. Don't put an egg on a wall shelf. That's I enough. don't know. Fair enough. Well, anyways, the Humpty Dumpty Institute is a sort of like uh, one of these dime a dozen fucking uh, fucking institutes started by rich people and staffed entirely by you know lunatics. This one is mid level rich people. I looked at the board. It's like the sons of generals from like North African countries, Chinese gaming company owner owners, and policy advisors like on Capitol Hill. There's a bunch of uh, congressional advisors on board too, uh, mostly Democrats. Although I think there's like four or five Republicans. The big names are Adam, little Adam Shit, <laughs> uh, Maxine Waters, and Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Is oh she even God. still elected? What a Whatever trio. happened to her? That is like the fucking, that's a trifecta right there. I'll tell you, if my country was racked by civil war, all I, I would want Debbie Wasserman Schultz by my side to help me rebuild. Because that's what this is about. This is the HDI, as they call it, which I guess is a more dignified name than the Humpty Dumpty Institute. Uh, This is from their website. HDI engages critical stakeholders through its programs with the U.S. Congress and the United Nations, including organizing visits of congressional delegations overseas and to the U.N., and through its engagement with business and cultural leaders around the world. So who knows what the fuck Literally, that means nothing. Well, Mark Epstein is vice chairman. I mean, they, so they say that further on, they say that they uh, support the removal of landmines and unexploded bombs in Sri Lanka, distribution of footwear to vulnerable communities in Vietnam, and support for mobile medical vehicles mm. in Lesotho. I'm sure they're just smuggling diamonds. Yeah, um, totally. 
Anyways, Mark Epstein is a vice chairman of the Humpty Dumpty Institute, and he's gone with the group abroad a bunch of times, accompanied members of Congress uh, and the UN on trips with the group. Daily Caller, of all places, well, actually, it's not really surprising because there's Democrats on the board. They actually did like a decently thorough expose of this that, they, you know, they didn't really find much. It's just one of those fucking gross places. Although I got some stuff I'll share with you in a second. Uh, and he, in 2015, the, the, the one thing I did learn from that Daily Caller article, though, was in 2015, he did host a private dinner party for the Humpty Dumpty Institute with a keynote speech from Samantha Powers. Ooh, friend of the pod, fave of the pod. Mm-hmm. Is she, did Biden hire her yet or is she still yeah. waiting in the wings? Uh, he hired her as secretary of pimpin. Because uh, yeah, ladies she's is gonna pimps be, too. Yeah, and continuing human trafficking all through the world. All <laughs> destabilizing nations everywhere. Well, anyways, Humpty Dumpty Institute was founded by a woman named Constant Milstein in 1990. That's like the kind of name of a person your grandpa married in like New York in 1930. Yeah, that's like the wife of uh, like like uh, someone who made a lot of money on the Holocaust. Well, her dad actually made a lot of money uh, uh, setting up flooring uh, at the United Nations, essentially. Like, he's the guy that if you are a globalist in New York, you get this guy to do your floors. I mean, he's he's doing JFK. He's doing LaGuardia. Uh, But he actually hit it big when he acquired a little company called United Brands, a.k.a. United Fruit Company. Oh, my God. So I was close. I was real yeah. close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he actually did help. You know, well, at least he has a connection to, well, what you could call them Holocaust. They certainly <laughs> systematically killed a lot of people, and there was slavery. Well, anyways, for those who do not know, United Fruit Company, despite the name, uh, well, actually, it was a fruit company, which makes this also absurd, but it was owned by a guy named Eli Black, formerly of Lehman Brothers, and we will get to his son in a second because he's connected to all this too. But United Fruit Company is basically uh, the American version of the East Indies Company. It was all up in South and Central America and in Asia, and they had this sort of plantation system uh, in uh, basically any country that grew bananas or any kind of fruit where it was, it was essentially the same thing that you would see in, in any of these other colonial countries, which is like overseers and slaves. And this slavery existed, I mean, uh, till the 70s and 80s, and I'm still sure exists in some places. They're basically famous for, for conducting like low-scale and sometimes high-scale genocides uh, uh, in, in, in every country, essentially south of the U.S., um, they they overthrew uh, Jacobo Arbenz in Guatemala in 1954. That's the thing I think most people know about them is they literally overthrew the president of that country who was trying to do land reform, which if you are a president in South America and you try to do land reform, I will say Asia too, uh, someone is going to kill you. No disrespect. That's just, that's just the way the game goes. You will die. United Fruit was known as El Pulpo, which is the octopus. Anyways. Eli Black buys United Fruit Company. I mean, Eli Black was a former investment banker with Lehman Brothers. You know, one of the every single person we ever talk about on this podcast has for some reason worked for Lehman Brothers in the past. Oops, wonder why that is. <laughs> I don't, I don't know why, but if I don't mention it, just assume that the person has previously worked for Lehman Brothers. Anyways, he buys that shit, uh, tries to transform it, and it turns out he's one of those guys. You know how, like, Liz, before we started doing the podcast, you and I were involved in buying businesses that were doing bad, Mm. firing everybody, renaming the business, or breaking up into different parts and then profiting off of that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When we worked up McKinsey. 
Exactly. So that's what Eli Black did. But Eli Black wasn't as good at it as he thought, or at least he couldn't do it uh, in a way that would make him enough money. And he also got caught doing a, a lot of bribery. Oh. So, yeah, yeah it happens. Uh, and the board was trying to push him out. Uh, and on February 3rd, 1975, he goes up to the 44th floor of his Midtown office building in Manhattan, breaks the fucking window with a briefcase, which I got to say, got to have a lot of books in there or something throws the briefcase out the window and i'll get to that in a second and then follows the briefcase with his uh uh, body yes jumping out of a window of an office building is i gotta say i do not have respect for guys who work Mm. in most office buildings but when they do that i'm like damn that's crazy i would never do that yeah real mad man that's a very mad man thing did they do that at mad men that's the opening of the show Oh, I've never the, seen it. You know, show. and it's the cartoon with the guy falling. It's like, do, 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 No. No? They had that, the redhead lady on that show. With the yeah, 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 boobies. with the big, yeah. Yeah, the knockers. Brains, yeah. the big brains. Yes. Uh, but I never saw it, no. So anyways, sure. this guy does the Mad Men thing. He jumps out the fucking window, gets a bunch of Emmys for it, uh, and bam, <laughs> splat on the ground. Anyways, I'd mentioned that he threw out his briefcase and a bunch of papers. They found a paper, uh, I think a few blocks away, because, you know, it's a 44th floor, it travels, that said early retirement, 55, written on it. And people didn't know if that was a suicide note or if that was maybe written by some of uh, maybe the people who maybe Mm. mentally caused him to jump out. I don't know. Um, Or was there like a literal push, perhaps? It's a little unclear. With a Joker's card maybe (laughs) thrown in the mix? It could it could very well be. It's one of those things where you're like, eh, I mean, even if no one pushed him, somebody spiritually pushed mm. him. Well, anyways, he had a son. For some reason, his balls emitted sperm, and that sperm went into a egg, and then other stuff happened that I'm not really familiar with, and a baby was born, and that baby was named Leon, named after one of the characters from the video game Resident Evil, uh, Leon Black. And Leon, Oof. yes, we've, we've talked, talked about him. about him. Yes. Before we get into this, I just want a disclaimer in case Leon Black is listening, because Leon Black is a serious dude. Mm-hmm. And so, Leon, if you're listening, we respect you. Dude, honestly, like, I know, like, we come at things from different ways, but, like, you're a pimp. Yeah, so everything we're about to say, man, don't take it personal. It's just we're for just the podcast. The, yeah, the losers we're just love this jokers. shit. Yeah, yeah, don't they eat it up. come after us. Don't They're like, us. oh, rich, bad finance guys. I'm like, honestly, like finance is how things get made. So not really yeah. sure how you're okay. Look, then. we're entrepreneurs. I'm a small businessman and I'm Jewish. Leon, we're good. Anyways, uh, so Leon Black is a piece of shit. He is was known. I mean, he owns everything from Chuck E. Cheese to fucking Blackwater. Like this guy is <laughs> Business Week calls this motherfucker the most feared man in finance, mm. and that's Business Week. They write about yeah. business every single week. This is literally a yeah. I've always said Chuck E. Cheese was the Blackwater of family. You know. Absolutely. Well, yeah, they did the massive yeah, family home. Yeah restaurant uh, but i don't know i messed up that the, joke <laughs> he's the co-founder chairman and ceo i call that the three c's of uh, of apollo investments uh and apollo investments is the aforementioned vehicle which owns all that bullshit i mean you gotta see it they, they own fucking everything and he's the chairman of momo which is like i mean i don't think that leon black is probably a particular interest in art 
Uh, mm. But that's like the crown you get when you're like yeah. a certain kind of rich guy. That's also like, a, I mean, you want to talk serious fucking money, talk about art. <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. People, I know it was like people were like, "Oh, get the sackos out of here!" I'm like, every every single one of them. I don't understand how much money does it cost to have a museum? You just put the painting on the wall. Oh my god, no! Look, I got, dude. I, also, I have to say it too. Like, I was I tweeted some stuff out because like a bunch of museums were fucking during COVID. Sorry, this is like a total side note, but I just want to say on this art thing, mm-hmm. like a bunch of museums during COVID were like using basically using the pandemic as cover to liquidate a bunch of art. Like basically, it's not liquidate. I can't remember what the term is, but they put up like public museums putting up art for private auction, which is a way for them to get money. And like, that's like a big no-no. And it's only like recently that they've kind of allowed that to occur with public museums because of they're saying, oh, you've lost so much money because of COVID, people not going, et cetera, et cetera. But all that is fucking fake. And I just want to say like, that art is publicly owned like it belongs in public museums. It is like our, it's the public's culture. It's the public's history. There's a reason why the public owns it. And yeah. people like Leon Black and these fucking private museums and these assholes, like asshole administrators in these fucking public museums are selling off all of this publicly owned history to fucking private asshole wealthy people yeah and some really wrong. famous paintings were like up for sale i can't remember which they were it's but like so they were, fucking they were doing wrong like, and it makes were... me so mad yeah and like it, yeah it's insane the people don't understand i don't know i like tweeted something about it and people were like what's the big deal blah, 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 blah. and it's like dude like this is our art this isn't theirs this is ours that belongs in a museum yeah i mean I, when i went i have a piece of uh starry night that i took when i was in when i was in france i just scraped serious. it off with a pen knife no no i agree everyone. i agree i mean it's the the my whole thing is museums i've known a, a fair few people who've worked at uh the moment sf uh otherwise known as the sf moma and i'll tell you what it seems like a fucking cesspool i mean it's just yeah. a way for rich people to you know to swing their dicks around and do whatever they want the art world is so fucking awful okay it's anyway, so sorry. weird uh, any, yeah, so, well, Leon Black is all up in it. He met Epstein in the 19, the roaring 90s, which for these guys, you know, is actually a pretty fair assessment of the decade. Mm. Uh, he made Jeffrey one of the first trustees. These guys, by the way, always making each other's trustees Everyone's a trustee. What the fuck is a trustee? You're my trustee, Brace. You're my trustee, too. I think we're in a trustee trio here. That's nice. Uh, anyways, well, a lot of these high finance freakazoids sort of faded into the background after Epstein got arrested for having sex with children in 2000, uh, mm. 2007. Uh, Leon Black is actually like, you know what? That actually proves he's a pretty sharp businessman. He was only paying these girls $300 each. Mm-hmm. And so he got further entangled with Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, it's been long known that Ep- Black gave Epstein $10 million for Epstein's foundation i've seen a lot of foundations as far as we can tell they did not do anything with their money uh it looks like i mean that's actually part of the virgin islands case too is that they think that the foundations basically facilitated him having uh uh sexual intercourse with children because uh that money was actually not used for charitable purposes it was used essentially to further his empire which Mm. i can see some truth to that uh, and Epstein also had a 6% stake in Black's company making emission control products 
uh, that in fact Black's kids uh, are also co-owners of the company. Black played down everything. You know, this stuff came out. Oh, I, I mean, when Epstein was back in the news after he got arrested, all this stuff was out there. And, you know, he sort of was like, oh, yeah, I don't even know. I'm so rich. I don't even know how that happened. Anyways, it later comes out because of Liz's former employer, Deutsche Bank, getting busted by regulators. And he'd actually given tens of millions, not 10 million, but possibly up to $75 million to Epstein for, quote, financial advisement over the past decade incredible uh, yeah he said he was getting tax advice from epstein i mean which come makes on That's, ab- yeah what does he know about taxes i mean he doesn't seem to have paid a lot of them but like mm. it's not like epstein does his own taxes yeah no it's ridiculous <laughs> yeah and like uh, naked capitalism is a really good article of like what the fuck was he actually giving him money for mm. uh they do mention that 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 leon black came out of drexel and drexel which is an investment bank that used pretty girls to entrap and extort their clients mm, famously uh, yeah 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 former investment bank mm. and so could be something like that i don't know but Interesting. uh now leon is looking like he might be getting subpoenaed by that virgin islands attorney general uh, Ooh, denise, denise? George. Mm-hmm. old denise is uh is serving up leon black a, a little notice although who knows how do you even get a subpoena to leon black dude he owns blackwater yeah <laughs> that would be really nuts to subpoena leon black like i don't know if people really understand this is like one of the most powerful men in the fucking world yeah yeah like i don't think he's gonna uh be handing over any documents anytime soon i i should mention another person with the last name black i believe it's roy black epstein's attorney we talked mm, about in the last yeah. episode uh it came to my attention uh over this past week that roy black's son uh who looks like baron trump is a member of the uh allegedly a member of the nazi group adam waffen and his role in the group is running an a adam waffen server on the children's video game roblox which appears to be a video game that is for children about legos dude what i don't know these people are sick sweetheart oh my god how do people get into this stuff roblox i don't know it's like Minecraft. Like, how do you start Minecraft? I blame YouTube. I think it's all the YouTube. I blame YouTube, too. So oh we can God. turn this around. I think it's both of your guys' fault. No, it's absolutely because of YouTube. Yeah, because YouTube... Look, I mean, yeah, I, I should tell you. YouTube is a pernicious influence. Well, who do we got next, baby doll? So I do think that we got to talk about our old buddy, Randy Andy. Hello, hello, <laughs> bird and f- chips. How about a kiss? We haven't talked about him in a while because he's been in hiding. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hasn't been, been showing a- his big fat face anywhere. Is he at Balmoral or did I just make that up? No, actually, he was recently photographed at Windsor uh, okay. horse riding, which... I mean, okay. That's a very princely uh, Yeah, he thing was at Windsor Castle. I guess he's like in isolation there. You know, there's like the word that the royal family is like, they're like had a little press release and they're like, we will indeed have a Christmas with our isolation bubble. It's like, you're the fucking royal family. Who are you saying? You're already in isolation. Well, in I mean, fucking- I guess there's some of the few people with rooms big enough that you could just like sit in the same room and be like 30 feet away from each other <laughs> yeah they have the crazy long table they're always socially distanced it would be so funny if the queen died of covid <laughs> that bitch is living forever nothing's gonna get her <laughs> oh my throat hurts don't put the ventilator on me oh my god she would refuse a ventilator <laughs> good anyway 
Okay, speaking of Queen, so I guess that this is just a little funny thing about Andrew. Mm-hmm. So, you know that show The Crown on Netflix? Uh, for some reason, like it's everywhere right now. I don't know, but I, I have I've not seen ne- it, but it's yeah, about I've her, never right? I've seen it. Yeah, I've, I've never seen it because I don't watch monarchist propaganda. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess it's like every season it's about Queen Elizabeth. And this season is set in like the late 70s, early 80s. And so it's like about... During her time in swing in London. <laughs> no, no, no. I think it's about the rise of our friend of the pod, Maggie Thatcher. Yeah. Uh, the old girl boss herself. Mm-hmm. Um, but so apparently they have already, they quote, set up how to deal with the Andrew affair in like this is a fictional show it's like oh so this is like svu style yeah everything that's what's so weird I, it's like dude you don't even have to mention anything but like everything has to be ripped from the headlines now i think this is a bad trend liz dude i well, i wonder if we could get an svu episode about us about us they did yeah. an epstein one N- no well forget that like about oh. us wait but what would so it's uh, it's so what happens in the episode the the, the... <laughs> okay so I I don't know because I've watched it because mm-hmm. again I'm not gonna watch this shit um, but this was in Town and Country magazine so you've been I got you that subscription last Christmas you've been reading it <laughs> so it's seen briefly during episode four dubbed favorites spelled D-O. with an O U. Uh, the Crown writers explore the Queen's relationship with her four children, and just as royal historian Pierce Brendan famously declared, okay, famously declared the Channel Five documentary "Paxman on the Queen's Children." This is come on, man. <laughs> this con- is your country. They conclude that Andrew is the Queen's favorite. Why? Well, because she sees Andrew as her chance to make up for her failings with Charles, apparently. Yeah, okay. Well, I don't think that worked out well. Mm. Because he's a man of action, arriving at their private luncheon in full uniform and via a massive helicopter. Because she takes him at his word when he declares his wish to fight in the Falklands. (laughs) Dude, come on, man. Believing him to be her boldest, bravest child. (laughs) And because they're both fond of poached salmon and nerdy jokes about their family's history. Like, what are you fucking joking about? Like, I want to hear some jokes about the fucking royal family. I'll be honest with you. Probably pedophilia. Yeah. And like, you know, killing a bunch of African people. Mummy is a nonce. Well, and yet the queen comes away from her lunch with Andrew feeling oddly disquieted. And that's largely due to the crown's portrayal of the teenage prince. Um, So this is like super fucking weird. And I I have to just read the whole thing because it's so weird. I don't know why the writers included this. This is so weird to me. It's so stupid. It's probably so fun to write for these shows. Really? I think it sounds so, I mean... Imagine writing this dog shit. Unless yeah. you're listening to this, in which case, can you make a Crown episode also, about Also, email Liz? us, because we'd love to talk to you. Okay. I would love to be on the Crown. <laughs> Speaking excitedly about his new girlfriend, Andrew reveals to his mother that she's an American actor who specializes in making, quote, blue movies. That means pornos, for those of you who aren't familiar with this kind of talk. Her latest movie project, he explains, is, quote, set in the 1920s and follows an impressionable, nubile 17-year-old girl named Emily. 17? Interrupts the queen, looking aghast. I'm not sure I want to know more. 
waving aside her concern. First of all, also, by the way, sorry, let's stop for a second. You're just talking about family history. They're a fucking royal family. Everyone used to get married at like 10. Yeah. Like, exactly. Wasn't she literally like a child queen? I mean, the whole thing is like, you don't even get a chance to get married or like to a choice, really. Like you get married off when you're 12, essentially. I mean, dude, talk about fucking, they had a Habsburg who got married, even though he was, well, I can't say it, we'd have to bleep it, but you know, he was a guy who got a lot of the Habsburg genes in fucking Spain. His balls, the coroner said, his balls was just a black stone. And like, <laughs> they made this guy fuck a lady. I mean, he was a, he was a, in you know, a, uh, I, again, I don't know how to say it. I don't, I mean, maybe they'll stop listening to it. He was a really bad king. And, uh, and he still fucked, and he was like fucking thirteen, I think. I can't really remember that good. I really just read the Wikipedia about it, but it's a crazy fucking Wikipedia article. Also, I'm sorry, this is like the '70s, right? Early '80s. When was the Balkans yeah. War? I don't know. Uh, literally, no one knows because no one remembers that it even fucking happened. But okay. Uh, do you think they really seventeen? Seventeen's like. Whatever. Yeah, they didn't care back then. 17, I mean, 17 is not 13. Also, just... she's just an, an adult actress, but it's just it's about a 17-year-old girl. So I'm like, I don't really know what the problem is. Okay, anyway. Waving aside her concerns, Andrew continues. Don't be such a prude, mummy. Yeah, that's, that's, there's your there's <laughs> anyway. tell. We call it a tell in the in the business. Anyway, there she meets several twisted and perverted older predators who seduce the vulnerable and helpless young Emily. Are you sure it's even legal? Asks his mother, face creased with concern. Who cares? Laughs Andrew. Ha 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 ha. This is so fucking stupid. I can't believe people watch this and everyone's like, oh, the show is so good. Come on. I'm not watching this. I, it's, this. You know, it's funny is, is now it's cleared up, but the entire time you were doing that, uh, your picture became really fuzzy and you kept like, you were pixelating out further and further. Mm. Uh, and that's because your spirit was diffusing and becoming one with the queens. I really like that. I love your queen impression, mm. Liz. Uh, so just... it's, anyway, is that's he in the show further? Andrew. I'm not going to watch I that. I really think it's like just the one episode. Like they wrote him in for this episode to write in the like little nod to the fact that he is like you know in this little this Epstein scandal. It's like yeah, so fucking yeah. weird, man. Just like well, do your dumbass fucking girl boss feminist rah rah hagiography of Maggie Thatcher and call it a day. Get this well, fucking propaganda off my screen. Death to the yeah. monarchy. I I will say this is that um, I wonder when the last time Charles and the Queen fucked. Wait, that's her son. Wait, who's her husband? No, Charles is her husband, dude. <laughs> no, dude, that's her son. Fuck off. Fuck Wait, off. I'm Googling this. I dude, hope, uh, no, Elizabeth Charles husband. is married to Diana. He's married. Philip. To- oh, yeah, it's Philip. Oh, wow, I just, my voice came really loud in that. Wow, it's Philip. Yeah. My bad. Philip yeah. also yeah. Like, yeah. looks great. Oh, he looks fantastic. The Lich King. <laughs> uh, it's from this really great D&D module. He, he came to life. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, all these people. He looks like COVID ate his face, but left his body. (laughs) He does look like a syphilitic. (laughs) Yeah, that's absolutely. He's got that beautiful British sheen.
Well, who else do we got? We got another piece of royalty here, and I believe you would call him Hollywood royalty. Uh, one of a frequent contributor to the show and a frequent guest on the podcast, Kevin Spacey. What is up with KS? Oh, my God. So I kind of made a... When we were compiling, like, <laughs> the characters to, like, look into and report on and, you know, that we haven't heard from in a bit, I kind of, like, made a joke. And I was like, oh, I'll look into Kevin Spacey and, you know, maybe there'll be, like, a funny little thing. So it's... <laughs> There's actually more. So do you remember like a couple months ago, he was hit with a lawsuit in September. Uh-huh. It was like September, I think, um, by Anthony Rapp, who, of course, is was the, the kind of big main accuser yeah. um, of Spacey's. But I think it was like in 2017 when he, he went to BuzzFeed yeah. and there was the, the pizza that came out. And that's the thing that like, you know, it was like literally like 24 hours later, House of Cards was like, you're done. Yeah, you know, yeah, you're fired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're fired. Can we do those no jokes longer now president? Again? You're, fired. No, you're, you're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're a pedophile. Bye bye. <laughs> uh, anyway, okay. So Anthony Rapp and another anonymous man mm-hmm. accused Spacey of assaulting them back in the '80s when they were 14. Um, so this like includes. Spacey. Yeah, this includes new allegations that that Spacey um, sexually assaulted a teenage boy whom he met at an acting class in Westchester in the early 1980s. And according to the lawsuit, Mr. Mr. Spacey invited his acting student to his apartment and, quote, engaged in sexual acts with him on multiple different occasions. Uh, I guess in the final encounter, allegedly, Spacey assaulted the teenager despite his resisting and saying no. So yeah, so this is back in September, um, and apparently Spacey has uh, fled to London. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, he, he bounced. Yeah, he's he fled the coop, and um, I guess this is like a little legal trick, because this would allow him to delay his trial by like several months, because mm-hmm. get this, they haven't actually served him <laughs> oh this is great so he's actually i don't know isn't there like a term from when you're on the run from a process server i think it's just called being on the run for me it was called the first part of my eight month divorce oh my god no i feel uh, like there's like a character that's like someone that's running from the process server but maybe not anyway well here's the thing is it's a great time to be on the run because it's covid although actually <laughs> it's bad because you'll always be home but it's also like maybe the other guy can't get into the country. I would just try to get into the country with the craziest restrictions on who can come in. <laughs> because Kevin Spacey, I'm sure, could get into wherever. Yeah. And then just like hole up somewhere. Yeah, he's in Vietnam. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it's, I mean, Gary Glitter, I should add. <laughs> anyway, so I guess that like, so they tried to serve him four times. Um, I, I guess he has like a huge mansion in Baltimore, which... Mm-hmm kind of weird that he lives in baltimore but whatever um he they tried to serve him four times he was never there so uh-huh. i guess that the the way that the law works is that because they're trying to serve him uh internationally there's actually like a four-month window that they have to abide by in order for like um this to be this uh to happen really? internationally yeah and this is like per the hague which I thought was like a fun little detail. Whoa. So that's why he went to London. Isn't that interesting? So like that's he was, a, yeah, he's got some good lawyers who I will get into. Um, 
So they also, like, there's all these, like, funny little legal tricks they're doing. They also drafted a motion demanding the trial be moved from the New York Supreme Court in Manhattan to the federal court for the Southern District of New York because Spacey is not a New York resident. So that worked. Uh And now he's demanding a jury trial. Oh, my God. These are the moves of a confident man. Well, maybe not the running (laughs) thing, but, I mean, this of a competent man, I should say. I mean, yeah, he came out, apparently he, so he still hasn't been served, okay? Uh-huh. Um, But he issued, like, a full, like, his lawyers uh, issued, like, a full denial of all the charges, and they, like, responded to all of them, and they did not deny, like, every single thing, and and they want a jury trial. And can you imagine, like, so I know this isn't true, but when I read this in my head, it was like, oh, Kevin Spacey is representing himself in a jury trial, <laughs> and it will be on television. That would be incredible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we should I be mean, so lucky. We should. Can't you see him up there? I, I will. I'm also like, now I'm scheming. Like, I bet I could find Spacey in, in London. <laughs> well, apparently like he's if, at his house. Oh, easy. If you're his lawyers, literally, I send me. I, I could easily get to his house. Yeah, but it doesn't matter because even if you serve him, you still have like a form. I don't know. It's like a legal thing. I could just get in his house illegally. Or I could mm. just, I could just, uh, pretend to be in a motor accident and have somebody be like sir we need your help we need your help bang on the door and when he gets to the door bammo fucking stick the fucking piece in his face and be like you are served also can i have your autograph on the gun <laughs> that's actually a pretty good move you would be a good process server yeah i just bought a bunch of ski masks today <laughs> Oh my god! You can wear those when you process serve. Uh, anyways, so. so he is. Uh, he is. So anyways, he's in their sights. He's in the prosecutor's sights. Yeah, but like I said, that he, you know, he did. He um, issued like a full denial, um, and it's weird because basically in his, it, it, like basically in his denial, it totally conflicts with the first statement that he made uh, when Anthony Rapp's. Uh, first allegations came out where he Mm. basically was you know that's when he did the famous um oh my gosh like i don't remember meeting him but if i did i'm so sorry i need to take this time also i'm gay this is Uh difficult remember he like pivoted to coming out oh it was an amazing move he's like yeah that's crazy that i'm a less someone but i'm also gay yeah that was yeah very weird but you know gotta gotta hand it to him he's a hollywood guy yeah very hollywood um but yeah basically he's like you know he's saying that they you know there's no there the like statute of limitations he's saying that he doesn't live in new york so you can't even like why are you even suing me here it doesn't make sense he's saying you can't have this guy hide by a pseudonym or like you know be anonymous that's Mm -hmm. not fair so he's like really going after it i guess this was just like a fun little detail that i found which is that one of spacey's lawyers actually (laughs) represented someone in isis okay do i know him oh no i don't know this guy <laughs> which i just was like oh wow that's like a big deal like oh is a canadian isis do you remember guy? this guy i do not but oh he uh, that's crazy he was he got arrested for participating in an iraqi uh based suicide bomb yeah 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 he like aided a bunch of terrorists and he went away for 26 years oh, yeah you can't do that you yeah, get you well actually that. you can do that but you got to get the u.s's explicit permission first yeah but um, you know imagine being like yes i represented isis and kevin spacey yeah well it's a uh what is it called it's a diverse rainbow of clients that's not homophobic. I didn't mean it like that. 
Should we get that? So speaking of foreign uh, or pedophiles hanging out in uh, foreign countries avoiding prosecution, Jean-Luc Brunel, uh, there is uh, nothing basically in the English language press about him. But uh, for those who are maybe more recent listeners, Jean-Luc Brunel was the quote unquote model scout who, uh, in addition to his own long illustrious career of drugging and raping women since the 1970s all over the world, but famously, there was a 60 Minutes episode literally about him raping, and he continued to work in the industry uh, for like decades after that. Um, he also had a modeling company with Epstein, MC, MC2. Uh, I always say it wrong because I don't know actually MC equals square or whatever works in the first place i'm not a numbers guy you know i always have to say that not a numbers guy anyways he is hiding out somewhere in paris and there is a case ongoing not sure about the movement on it i actually truon has a uh jean-luc Brunel correspondent who mm. who we may be talking to in the future about this but uh but apparently things are moving along there and i guess a lot of the cases involve models it is i mean i know this is a stereotype it actually is kind of difficult to get cases like this to move along in in france and so we'll hope that well i mean fingers crossed to see how this goes but uh but but yeah brunel is 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 in country as they say mm. Uh, we've also got the Maxwell sisters, and there is zero news on them. <laughs> no one's following up with those babies. I don't know why no, I called them we, babies. These babies? Well, Christine and Isabel, I mean, the whole Maxwell family, there are certain members that are basically gone unnamed, except just generally referred to as you know family members of Ghislaine who are helping her in her court case. Uh, but it's, we're, you know, there's like eight Maxwell siblings. And so we're not exactly sure who it is. I would not be surprised if it was, if it was Christine and Isabel, her sort of most illustrious, famous sisters. Um, but I would also not be surprised. I mean, they will, I, I have repeatedly sent them friend requests on every form of social media that they have. Uh, I have made fake profiles to try to get them to accept me as friends where I look like a tech entrepreneur. Uh, and so far, zilch. But uh, but but you know I you know I'll, I'll never cease in my pursuit. Uh, and finally, rounding up this trio, uh, we have Alan Dershowitz, and Dershowitz is doing great. He's he's living the life. My God, I, he's I a mean, colleague of ours. I gotta say, the Trump years have been the best years of his life. Dershowitz seems like he's on top of the world. Like I've never heard somebody so positive and happy every time. Incredible. He opens his also, he's mouth. like kind of rebranded. Well, he's become like a little bit of like a dissident intellectual. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's kind of like dabbling in like a you know like a pinker, like a dangerous kind of mm -hmm. like ooh like intellectual dark web. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe but I'm like, just going to ask I'm just asking some questions. I'm Alan Dershowitz. Just intellectual using the dark web for whatever one else uses it for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um yeah, it's uh intellectual. Well, he also, I mean, the the most and I'm, I'm sorry, we have to young Chomsky, we're going to have to play a clip right now. You want controversy? I'm going to give it to you. Should Donald Trump be nominated? for the Nobel Peace Prize. Should he get the Nobel Peace Prize? You're gonna hear my arguments on this show today. That's right, 
Alan Dershowitz has a podcast called The Dersh Show. And let me tell you, I have listened to four episodes of it, and it is fantastic. This guy is so much better at podcasting than me. I have You're to better say, than him. the music rocks. It is. It, it's incredible. because He's I, bad. Presumably, there's maybe one, or definitely one, but probably more than one person working for Alan mm. Dershowitz on his podcast. And someone's like, listen, we need morning drive time, like rock music behind when Alan Dershowitz Good speaks vibe. on his podcast. It's fantastic. If you work for the Dersh Show, get in contact with us. Liz, yesterday I fell asleep. Uh, I, you know, I always sleep badly. And so sometimes at like three o'clock, I get an attack of, uh, of, of very heavy eyelids. And I, I was listening to Alan Dershowitz's episode with Dave Rubin. Oh my um, God, you poor And thing. I never heard Dave Rubin talk before. It was not a pleasant experience. But uh, I fell asleep. It was like, it was, uh, I mean, it was, it was like listening to Noy or something. It was like Krautrock and maybe mm-hmm. immediately just like tired and sort of like in a groove. Uh, he's got really great episode descriptions, including should Iran Iranian nuclear scientists be fair game for targeted assassination? Some say no, but I say yes. Find out when you listen to the Dirt Show. What do you think? Call twenty four seven at two one six seven one zero 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 five zero. That's not doxing. He puts it up himself. Uh, what do you mean? He says find out. You, he just said I say yes. Now we know. As far as I know, though, he doesn't really take callers on his show. Because I've, like, I, I mean, I, granted, I've listened to his podcast. I don't know if I've made it the entire 45 minutes every time. But on the ones that I have, I don't remember any callers. I have left something like 10 messages. And uh, he refused to. I, I've, yeah, it's, I, he's, a, he's a hard guy to get a hold of. Um, but, yeah, he's doing fantastic. Trump has been shouting him out a lot lately, too. Wow. I mean, he looks like shit. Awful. So oh. he's got a face for podcasting. We'll just say absolutely, that. yeah. Which is we 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 don't though. No, no, no. I have a Wait. face for Instagram Live meltdowns. <laughs> when I talk about betrayal in the makeup community, <laughs> um, but yeah. So he is he is doing fantastic. I, I would encourage our listeners to uh, you know check out his podcast. Little plug here. Maybe give him a call. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe call, but don't be mean to him and just act like you're a regular person calling and say something psychotic that he has to respond to. Um, anyways, I, I, I hope to one day be a guest on the Dear show myself under my pseudonym, uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Well, you know we couldn't do this episode without checking in with our fave, our problematic fave, our girl. That's right, Miss Ms. Hillary Clinton. Whoa, 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 Lizzie. It is. I, I don't mean to call you Lizzie. Sorry, that's fucked up. I never that do good. that. I'm sorry. Okay, you, you're all right. You're good with it? Oh, well, I'll keep I used going. To, wait, I've told you how I used to give people Lizzie privileges. Do I, I have Liz, Lizzie privs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got Lizzie privs. Do you call them Lizzie privies? That's no, like I don't. Like I say Lizzie say. privileges. I like that. Well, I got them now. So Lizzie, um, <laughs> that's weird. Uh, yeah, Hillary Clinton is is just like Dershowitz. She is glowing. She is looking oh so good. Oof. She's everywhere. This, everywhere. I mean, I guess Trump allegedly, apparently, for the time being, has lost the election. We'll mm-hmm. see what happens. 
But now, because of that, she's, like, just fucking making the rounds. Because apparently uh-huh. this is all about her. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. She went on um, Dax Shepard's podcast. Oh, my, that guy? Who is? <laughs> Who's Dax Shepard? <laughs> I don't know who this is. So, apparently. Is this a picture of him you put in the yeah, notes? Yeah, I put a picture because he looks like Holy such a fucking shit. jackass. Oh, Look my God. Look at that God. asshole. Ugh. Horrible. Is it facial hair or is that just his face? Mm, unclear. Also, apparently he likes a newsboy cap, which mm. I don't know. Yeah. What is he in the uh, the international Marxist tendency? <laughs> He's stuck in 2006 when he made movies. These are the <laughs> this is from Wikipedia, by the way. Shepard is best known for his work in the feature films Without a Paddle, Zathura, A Space Adventure, and Employee oh. of the Month. Zathura, I'm always a Space Adventure sounds fake. I've literally never heard of any of those any of, Do they have, like, the blue links that you can click on them? Or, like, I don't know. Zathura? I guess that he is, like, one of the most popular podcasts. What? <laughs> Wait, will you look at... What's it, it we, called? Um... It's called Armchair Expert. Which, Dude, come fuck. on. That's so know, lame. It sucks so bad. Dak Shepard, American actor. Dak Shepard podcast. Monica. Wait, was Monica Lewinsky on it? Mm, was she? No, Monica Padman? I don't know the fuck that oh is. Oh, my God. He's... Oh, my God, Brace. Do you see the the photo of the podcast? He's no. like He's like, wow, Dak Shepard. Oh, oh dude, this is the most blue pilled shit I've ever seen. Do you s- oh, oh people also search for "What the fuck" with Mark Marin. Okay, and hey, Pod Save America. My my only experience with "What the fuck" with Mark Marin was when I was uh, one of the worst weekends of my life. I've mentioned on the show before because it was really memorable when I was in LA trying to hide that I was withdrawing from heroin uh, from my uh, from my grief filled girlfriend. And on the drive back to San Francisco, I was curled up in a ball, and uh, and we listened to Mark Marin interview the most wretched scum of the earth for like four hours, and then I uh, yeah. What was the episode I, with Obama? Immediate. I literally the first thing I did was relapse. Oh my god! No, hey, this is what the fuckers. Was, what the fuckets? Yeah, yeah. Awful. It was awful. awful. What the fuck a tears? What awful. the fuck? That's I remember what the fuck a tears like. Cause I'm like, man, you're like 45, brother. You're 45 years old. Yeah. Like, go out, get, you know, Louis C.K. or something. Do That would be better than this. Yeah. That would be an Aziz and a Cesari. What happened to that guy? Did he get me too? Oh. He got, got on Me Too. Me too. It he was got, like a that fake was a Me fa- Too. That was like when Me Too itself, like, that's when people were like, well, this That is- was just like an essay that was like, oh my God, I had bad sex with him. Yeah. That was He put his fingers up. in my mouth. You know what was fucked up about that was it was just like, I'm just gonna fucking tell the world that Aziz Sansari is bad at sex. Yeah. Which, like, of course he is, dude. You had sex with Aziz Ansari. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, anyways. Yeah, I don't know who this guy is, but I guess he's famous. Uh, it's a Oh, weekly... he's the one who wrote that article. What article? About Aziz. What? I'm kidding. I'm just, uh, the joke's going on too long. Yeah, uh, Yeah. Wait, this says each podcast features Shepard and Padman interviewing celebrities as well as journalists and academics about, quote, the messiness of being human. What the fuck uh, does that Young mean? Young Chomsky, can you hit me with the brace sound? Thank you. Anyway, so you know this podcast rocks because they got oh, Hillary really Clinton good. on, which, okay. Uh, oh, 
He was on the show Punked. I forgot. That's how he got famous. Do you remember that show, Punked? I do recall Punked. I actually really don't want to talk about that. <laughs> you know what happened to me. It's pathetic. Okay. So this is what... So uh, Liz, Hillary... actually, I want to say... I want to rat Liz out here. Liz's notes for this, which are really long, by the way. <laughs> one of the bullet points is just pathetic. That's one of the bullet points. That's all it says is just the word pathetic. No, go on, sweetheart. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to interrupt you. Okay, this is what Hillary says. <laughs> One of the most difficult transitions I ever had to go through was unexpectedly not becoming president. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, me too, girl. Yeah, for sure. Wait, sorry, I have to read that again because it's so funny. <laughs> One of the most difficult transitions I ever had to go through was unexpectedly not becoming president because I thought I was. I thought yeah. I was on the path to being the president. Incredible, incredible sentence. This woman, oh this my God. This dude, I'm sure, Dax was probably like, no, nah, like, yeah, that's crazy. He's like, oh man, so relatable, totally. Wow, crazy. Let's take an ad break real quick. Yeah. Uh, I had a very clear idea of what I wanted to do to deal with a lot of the serious problems we face. Dude, shut up. <laughs> like, you haven't been president for so long. Who fucking cares? You, Joe Biden won, and he, you know, lost. Dude. That's also, pathetic. I'm sorry. It's been four years. Like, girl, you got to move like, on. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, your husband was president. I'm sorry. You both have to be president? But That's also, so funny. It's just like starting to look a little like Desperado. And but like it's like you should mention yeah it's like do, what do you do now like what do you what's your day job? Uh, going on these fucking podcasts. By the way, if you are, if Hillary Clinton, if you're listening, you should come on the podcast. Would love mm -hmm. to have you. I would love to have you on the podcast. <laughs> Sorry, I had a jewel for that. I had, to, I had to blow out the jewel for that. I would love to have you on the podcast. I would um, love you to have you at my house. <laughs> This is what she says. She said, for at least two years, very intensely at first, and then beginning to taper off. Was she like on fucking drugs? Maybe. People yeah. would come up and throw their arms around me and sob on my shoulder. Wait, you can put your hands on Hillary Clinton? <laughs> Hold on. Okay, that is that is going uh, in the building notes. They would be there with tears streaming down their face. There were a lot of young women who came up and apologized to me because they said they didn't vote because they said they didn't think I needed them to vote. No one said that to Hillary Clinton. No one Clinton. fucking said. No one's like, I'm so sorry I didn't vote. Bitch. Like, if you're sobbing because of Hillary Clinton, you definitely voted for her. Yeah, and absolutely. you should be on a like a digital Bill Gates ass like microchip list. Yeah. Also, like, call your therapist immediately. Yeah. Also, it sounds like you're emotionally vulnerable. Maybe you need a guy to talk to. <laughs> yeah, call Brace immediately. Yeah, I would love to talk to you if you cried. You should come to his house. <laughs> yeah, come to my house. I have, uh... Well, just keep it, baby. We're just gonna keep... This is... We're, you know what? This is a weird episode. Uh, call me White as East. <laughs> She goes on, I really felt the weight of history, the weight of expectation, the thousands of girls and young women who showed up to my events and they'd be wearing the nasty woman t-shirts. Your <laughs> husband's famous for being a rapist. I also just never understood the nasty woman thing. It's like, I don't want to be called that. 
No. Why would you no. be like, yeah, I'm... Remember when Trump said I'm he schlonged disgusting. <laughs> she got schlonged? <laughs> yeah, Remember he said she got schlonged? And then he was like, People... that just means anything you want it to mean. That doesn't mean it... what you say. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. What? yeah. Incredible. But yeah, I never understood that. It's like, no. Why would you wear a shirt that's like, yeah, I'm horrible and everyone hates me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Terrible. Anyway, this is what she said on um, Kamala Harris winning, which, you know, the historic victory of Kamala Harris. Mm-hmm. It made me feel really, really good. <laughs> That's also uh, crazy. That's a quote from Willie Brown, uh, a famous oh San Francisco God. gangster, uh, about uh, getting a little bit of sloppy top from Kamala Harris, who is now the vice president of the United Snakes of America. <sighs> vice president-elect, Brace. Uh, There's what? still time for old Donnie Deals to pull out one of his old tricks. No, I told young Chauncey to put this thing out in three months. <laughs> Can you imagine that? She's just like, it made me feel yeah, really good. No, it's, you no, just it's like really saying that good. her teeth. God, the poor woman. Apparently, she is on the short list for Biden's Bullshit. Uh, UN ambassador. There's no She's not going to be in. She's not going to no be in. Way. That would be so. That's like, that's actually like, that's, that would be cruel <laughs> to her. And I know it's Hillary Clinton, but that would be too mean. I wouldn't feel good about that. Yeah. We also should mention, even though this doesn't really have anything to do with Hillary, that. I mean, it kind of does because um, Neera Tandon, who is basically like Hillary Clinton's, I don't know, like cheerleader. <laughs> like, I think that woman has at least 10 to 15 alt accounts that like, yeah. just go after anyone that says anything negative about Hillary Clinton. She's like a Goebbels to, to <laughs> Hillary's Hitler. She's apparently she's going to be Biden's head of the of OMB, which is the Office of Management and Budget. I'll be honest, I'm not going to pretend to know what that is. Yeah, it's okay. But uh, <laughs> I think it's so funny. There's a couple things that are funny about this. One, it's funny that anyone is like mad or like confused about why this would happen. It's like, yeah. I, like, I saw a bunch of people being like, oh, I can't believe you're nominating Near Tan. It's like, dude, it, it's Joe Biden. What do you think it's Near Tan probably has better politics than Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think Joe Biden might be dead. You think so? I don't know. I, he fell, right? You mean the plan worked? Yeah. Wait. Anybody who's take if you're at the age where if you take a fall <laughs> that like seriously affects your life, you're yeah. fucked. Didn't he like hurt his ankle or something? Yeah, he was playing with his dog. He's probably mm, trying to get it to it. mount. Uh, Absolutely sorry. not. Yeah, yeah. He I mean, fell no. Downstairs. He's like, oh. Here's my question. Because actually, I don't <laughs> life care about, alert. I don't want to talk about your attendant. Who cares? Everyone knows she sucks ass. Um, yeah. Don't care. Who cares? Do you think? Okay, so. Joe Biden, just mm-hmm. real quick before we end this episode because we're going long. If he were to die, yeah, how long do you think they would keep up that he was still alive? Three days, absolutely, at least three days. Yeah, that's good. Okay, what about what about if you fell mm-hmm. and was like basically like incapacitated or brain dead? Two weeks. These are we good get answers, like a, phrase. Those make sense yeah, to yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. I've thought about this a lot because of the stuff I've been trying to do. Mm. And it's like, absolutely. Like, it would be it, it would be a second. I mean, it's going to happen, I yeah. think. I think he could die. I um, think that Dr. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris battle. Battle for the office. Oh, yeah. Because you know what? If you die and you have a wife, your wife should get your job. 
well, get this. So this is my idea. So okay. Yeah. So if I was writing this season, it would mm-hmm. be that Dr. Joe Biden mm-hmm. is like, okay, let's keep my pres my husband, my president husband. <laughs> I can't talk. I'm getting loopy. Let's keep mm-hmm. my president husband in the coma, in the medical coma, because mm-hmm. that means that I can behind the scenes assume the presidency make the decisions okay so because like a, we're like keeping a it under wraps kind of now we've got kamala who's like nah bitch i'm in line i'm the vice president i'm the vice i'm yeah. i'm lady vice vp but in order for her to get the presidency and get dr jill out of there uh-huh. they gotta cut the cord with old jill's joey like and jill, but jill's like you may be vp but i'm the vip and i make i call the shots around here yeah absolutely so then we got a little you know little cat fight yeah, it would be crazy if Joe Biden got written out of this season because he got me tooed by like a 14-year-old boy. <laughs> and he fled to England. Let's hope no one listened to the uh, last maybe 35, 40 minutes of that episode because we'll be getting a lot of angry messages. Do we say a bunch of shit? Nah, it's fine. I feel like Young Chomsky usually cuts everything out. Just kidding. We don't cut anything out. We say it uh-huh. all here. We're, this is, you know, no holds barred here on True Nine. Even the one time Liz said, <laughs> Very funny. Ha, ha, ha. Um, yeah, I don't cut shit. Only thing I cut is fucking foreskins at the bris, bitch. I'm snipping and snapping. What? I'm chomping and chimping. I'm eating your fucking shit and I'm spitting it out. Fuck you. Wow, we get weird when we just go on. I drank a Do lot Do people of... like this when we just talk? I don't know. You know what? I don't know. Who knows? I can't tell... You know, I can never figure out Me what's neither. going on with the listeners. You know, what? I'd like to, like, you know what? I'd like to hear from the listeners, but like, I'd like to hear from them. Absolutely. Here, I have a phone number you can call. <laughs> it is uh, 216-710-0050. Call that number and tell them your opinion on True Anon, the podcast. With that, I'm Liz. My name is... Race spelled it. Now we are joined by producer Young Chomsky, and the podcast is called. You thought I was going to do a little goof there, but now the podcast is called True or Not. And we'll see you next time. Bye bye. Jeff, 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 Jeff,